Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. What is going on? Welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the Star Wars show brought to you from a galaxy really bloody close. Hope you're doing well. I'm Mark Asquith, one of your hosts. Normally there's two of us. There's me, the charming and ever so good looking, you know, I I don't want to say pilot, but I'm going to say it. And then we've got our faithful Wookiee, uh, Gary. Now I'm only saying it's not that he's less good looking or less charming. It's just he's got more hair. You know, and if anything, he should be applauded for that because my receding hairline is not something that I embrace. Now, you will notice that Gaz is not here. All right, he's out doing a little bit of car shopping. He's got a very charming boss, uh, if he is the boss, that just says, "Gaz, go and get your beamer. Go and do your thing. Go and go and do it. All right, because work and life together equals." working life that's not how it went down he basically said mark uh, i'm gonna pick a car up do you want to record on your own i was like yes i'll be fine with that so i'm gonna be flying solo today i'm gonna be going through a little bit of star wars news i mean i can't have a discussion with anyone can i can't do the, the review and discussion uh and i don't want to do the random spotlight on my own either because that'd be weird you know i like to bounce off gas with that so i'm gonna recap a little bit of star wars news that's been kicking around this week we're gonna talk about ewan mcgregor we're gonna talk about the obi-wan or as i call it obi-wan we're gonna talk about that series i'm gonna talk about hayden christiansen we're gonna talk about Thrawn. and we're gonna talk about anakin skywalker and of course it is coming up to May the 4th, so we've got some pretty interesting things that aren't necessarily news, but that are coming up this weekend, including the premiere of something fantastic next week, and we've got some pretty sweet Lego stuff coming on. Now, before I get into that session, I just want to give a quick shout out to the team who just help us to keep producing this show. The team over on Patreon, the people who help us to build the show out by contributing ever so graciously, even through these tumultuous, bizarre times thanks to covid They've continued to support us over on Patreon by chucking us a few bucks per month. And we, we desperately appreciate it. I know it's it's easy to kind of have a bit of banter about it. But look, you guys have been ever-present throughout COVID. And, uh, you know, when things have been uncertain, for a lot of people, you've still been there and you've still been contributing. And we really, really appreciate that one. Uh, we're actually reinvesting a little bit of that into a little bit more live streaming gear. So we've let that kind of patronage just mount up for the last couple of years. And we've, we've pulled it out this week to, to invest in a little bit more live streaming gear. As you know, we've been testing live streaming out over on YouTube uh, every single Friday when we record. So we're going to be putting that into a bit more live streaming gear, which is going to really help to up the production quality of that. So thank you so very much. Uh, and again, you know, we put it back into the show as always. Now, if you want to get involved in that, if you're thinking, Marco, what the heck are you talking about, son? What is this? What is Patreon? Go and check us out at patreon.com slash spark of rebellion and you'll see just what I am talking about. You too can follow the way of the force and become one 
with us here at Sparker Rebellion. Now, like I said, we've got a bit of news coming up. If you want to discuss any of this news, give us a shout out over on the Twitter at Rebellion underscore Spark. Just let us know what are you watching? What have you been playing with? What have you been tinkering with? What have you been doing? What have you been doing? All right. Let us know over on Twitter at Rebellion underscore Spark. Now, this week in Star Wars, uh, what have I been doing? Um, well, I dug out the. I've got a Grogu. It feels weird calling him that, doesn't it? I've got a baby Yoda Lego that Sam got me. I've got the main Yoda, you know, the uh, the big dog Yoda. Um, I've got that in Lego form. Uh, and Sam got me this little Grogu. So I finished off a couple of weeks ago. I finished off uh, a couple of other things that I w- was working on with the Lego. I finished up the uh, the, the, the Lego TIE fighter helmet, uh, that uh, the TIE pilot helmet, and stuck that in one of the Wicked Brick cases. Then I unpacked this Grogu this week. Um, so now I'm, I'm literally looking at them right now. I've got eight bags of Lego. And it's going to be fun to build it. You know, when you look at it, you think, oh my God, like that's a job. You know, that's a task. I've got, also, I've got a plasterboard bathroom as well. And I've got to build Grogu. You know, priorities. So that's what I've been doing this week. Um, I also finished the uh, Skywalker Family at War book, which I know Gaz and I are going to talk about a little bit over the next few weeks. It's going to be um, an interesting one, that, because that book is um, it's fascinating. It's fascinating in how it's sort of constructed, because there's a lot of it that you'd be like, well, I don't know about that. But then there's a lot of it where you think, well, actually, that's pretty decent. Um, so it's a very weird book. It's a very weird book. So we'll, we'll talk about that Gaz and I in a little bit more depth. But the other thing that I did also do was uh, start the Throne Ascendancy book to the Greater Good book, which I know we're going to talk a lot about a little bit of news on uh, next week as well, because I think there's a special edition of that coming out. But I want to chat about that with Gaz, um, which is, is kind of weird. Um, it, it's, like I said, I don't want to talk about it too much now, but we've got a, a special edition coming out that's got printed pages and a few other things. Now, the original uh, Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy book, the book one, which was uh, something to do with chaos or something, I forget the name of it, but I read that one, and that was the one where when you pre-ordered it, you got the one with the blue pages, and I got that just before we moved house and stuck it in a box, and I finished it about three weeks ago. And uh, so when this great a good book came, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if that had coloured pages? And then... Those mother, you know, they did this special edition, or they're going to do this special edition with the red pages, and you think, you absolute, you know. <sighs> so you've teased us with the blue pages, now we've got to complete the collection by buying the, the much more expensive version when the original book wasn't any more expensive. So it's kind of, it's a bit frustrating. Um, but like I said, we'll get to that next week. I want to talk about that with Gaz a little bit, because I want to talk a little bit more about like that structure and you know why they did that and why it's a bit frustrating. Um, so that's what I've been doing. I started that Greater Good book. Now, it's quite fascinating, is, is, is the Greater Good book. It's, um, I talked about it with Gaz last week. The, uh, the, the, the first book, the th- first Throne trilogy book, uh, the new Ascendancy trilogy, does a little bit of a crossover with one of the other new canon trilogy books with Thrawn, but where this this event happened as a flashback in the original new canon trilogy, it's happening now in present tense in the new Ascendancy timeline. So it's, it's sort of interesting to see how that's working and this this sort of, um, I want to say this, this pre, sort of pre-Revenge of the Sith Thrawn, um, you know, that sort of two, three, four years before he turns up in the Empire and you know, all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's just interesting. I really like Thrawn as a character. They, I mean, some of the, the languages are a little bit tough. I mean, because of the, the naming conventions of the the, uh, the Ascendancy, the Chiss Ascendancy, um, the, the nine families, the 40 subfamilies. And, like, they've all got these random names, you know, Mithron Yodo and Mithron... Blah, 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 blah. Like, there's, 
that can be quite tough to jump into. But once you're into it, you know, you, you inevitably, as with everything, you, you, you sort of figure it, figure it out. Now, what's, I think what's interesting to me is, like, why, why am I all right with this, but I, I struggle with the new High Republic stuff that Claudia Gray did? Um, I don't know why that was. I don't know what the difference is. Um, you know, maybe it's because Thrawn's the kind of linchpin character and I'd sort of no Thrawn anyway from the content. Uh, and with that, there was none. You know, there were the Claudia Gray, but there was no other people that I knew. Um, so I don't know about that. I should I should maybe give that some thought. I don't know. But regardless, this uh, this greater good, this Thrawn Ascendancy book two does look pretty good. I'm about 60, 70 pages into it. Um, my last three books have been this greater good, uh, the Skywalker Family at War, and of course, the Chiss Ascendancy uh, trilogy number one. So I can't remember what that was. Chaos Rising, was it? Um so it's been a, it's been a heavy Star Wars couple of week with this one. Now it's going to get even heavier. So we've got obviously Star Wars Day, Star Wars Celebration Day coming up on May the fourth. Um, you know that's coming up in three days' time, and this weekend Lego is doing its thing. Obviously, I'm going to talk about some of the TV stuff coming out in a second as well. But we uh, we, we have uh, some Lego things going on this weekend. Starting May the first, the new R two D two that Gaz and I spoke about last week is available. And they're basically doing a bit of a giveaway with this on lego.com where you'll get this sort of dumbed-down version of the, uh, the the Lars Homestead as a free gift if you order it online. If you go into some stores, you are going to get an Imperial Shuttle as a giveaway as well. Um, and, and, and this R2 looks badass. It's 179 bucks or £179 here in the UK, and I think I'm going to jump on it. I think I'm going to get it. Um, I'm sort of debating whether to get the Moss Eisley Spaceport as well, but that's 300 and something quid, and I don't want to spend on both. I can't really afford to spend on both right now because, like I said, got a plasterboard, the old uh, the old bathroom, you know. Uh, perils of being a grown-up. Get a bit of spare money. It's got to go in the damn bathroom. And I just want to get a cantina. just want to get a cantina. But I think I am going to get R2. Um, I think I'm going to get R2, so I'll let you know how that is. I'm going to order that probably tomorrow when it comes out. Um, I don't hold much up for the um, for the Lars Homestead. That doesn't look that good, um, if I'm honest. It's, it doesn't even come with any minifigures. It's sort of got little representations of, of Luke and, and C-3PO and that, you know, whatever. That's It's just a way to get people buying, isn't it? You know, let's, let's be honest. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do with that, actually. Maybe use it as a doorstop. I'll probably get it, and then next week you'll be... You know, you'll hear me talk about it, and I'm like, guys, this Lars Homestead's brilliant. <laughs> Call me out on that, all right? Call me out, at rebellion underscore spark on Twitter. If you hear me talking BS about it, and then next week I'm all over it, you call me out on that, all right? Let me know. Let me know. So that's Lego. You know, we got some decent Lego available. Uh, they've also got, remember, as well, the Darth Vader helmet. So they've got this helmet series, which I'm a little bit frustrated about, because I just bought the, <laughs> I bought the Wicked Bit Brick display case that's got three display cases in there um but you know now there's two more you can display the helmets uh five up i guess instead of three up so i think i'm gonna have to get these as well the vader helmet and the scout trooper helmet which i guess they're just gonna do another display case for i don't know what the sitch is with that but we'll see but they do look pretty sweet so i might pick some of those up as well but look Plenty going on, all right? Plenty going on. Now, let's get to the news. Outside of Lego, what is going on? Well, Ewan McGregor, our favourite bearded English-speaking Obi-Wan actor. You know, if you're an OG, whatever. Maybe Alec Guinness is your favourite one of those, but I don't care. I like, I like, I like Ewan, all right? All right, get over it. So, he's been, uh, he's been chatting to THR. 
and it's it's kind of made its way over to superhero hype as well. And the production on Obi Wan Kenobi's TV series has, of course, entered uh, it's entered the early stages. We've we've started just the filming, the production of it, and of course, we know that Ewan McGregor's back. Uh, we know that uh, it's going to take place about ten years after Avenger the Sith, and. Uh, you know, Ewan McGregor's just come out and said to THR that he's very excited for his return to the Star Wars universe, to quote, uh, confessing that he's in much more of a better place for the role than in the prequel trilogy. Um, and, you know, he's given his opinion on the uh, on the use of the blue screens. Now, obviously, this is a little bit hyperbolic. You know, someone's uh, basically kind of tarted this up and, you know, over on Superhero Hype, it says, and when it came to giving his opinion on that, the actor stated that he doesn't appreciate George Lucas's overuse of blue screens. Uh, and to quote him, this is what it says, after three or four months of that, it just gets really tedious, especially when the scenes are, I don't want to be rude, but it's not Shakespeare. There's not something to dig into into the dialogue that can satisfy you as an actor when there's no environment there. It's quite hard to do, um, which is really quite fascinating. I completely get that. I mean, you know, the the, the prequels have been uh, derided for a long time because of their use of the clunky dialogue, which I do understand completely. And, you know, Gaz and I spoke about this a few weeks ago. How can American Graffiti be pretty decent dialogue and, and, and this not be? Um, so I get that. And... Um, you know what he's also come out and said is that look, this new stuff that we're doing, this new series will be f- will be filmed using the stagecraft. You know the the big um, the big I don't know the sound stage, the virtual three D you know video screen sound stage, sound stage, which has been called something else. I'm sure it wasn't called the stagecraft before when we talked about it regarding the Mandalorian. I'm fairly sure it was called something else. But anyway, he says this big old stage is fantastic um, and it really gives you something to bounce across. And to quote him, what he said is, if you're in the desert, you're in the middle of a desert. If you're in the snow, you're in the snow. And an interesting thing that he said, which might allude to a little bit of action, is he also said, if you're in a cockpit of a starfighter, you're in space. Why would Obi-Wan be in a starfighter? Is he going to be in a starfighter? Mm, that's quite interesting, isn't it? Now, I know we uh, we don't have anything firm when it comes to the release date, but still, you know, these little bits of news are trickling out. It's a little bit of fun. It's something to kind of latch on to. And uh, I also saw another story as well. You know, we talked about the dialogue just then about this. You know, it's not Shakespearean. Well, of course it's not. You know, we talked about um, in the past, you know, Anakin Skywalker's uh, portrayal by Hayden Christensen getting a little bit of derision as well, you know, because people saying the delivery is not great. And I've seen this a couple of times, but it did resurface a few days ago when I was just kind of browsing around the old Star Wars net, the hollow net, if you will. Um, it came up that um, Hayden Christensen had basically said, look, I studied James Earl Jones' speech patterns and the speech patterns of the character of Darth Vader in order to deliver my lines in those speech patterns in that very monotone manner for Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Now, read into that what you will. You know, that's either brilliant, okay, well done, you kind of went a little method on it, or at least you, you, you kind of you dug into the history and you tried to give a, a nice little bridge, a little segue into, um, or from one one portrayal to your portrayal, so that, that that transition felt a little bit more seamless, or, you know, you're just playing it. Good old Hayden, Hayden Christensen is just like, yeah, no, that's why I did it, definitely. Yeah, I was a bit, bit clunky, like it was on purpose that it was clunky. So, you know, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I'm a nice guy. Um, I don't know whether that's true or not, but that's what I'd say as well. Like, fair play, Hayden Christensen, that, that's exactly what I'd say as well. So, you know, he's back, he's back in the mask, all right? And that brings me actually to my next bit of news. So someone 
According to Dark, uh, Dark Side of the Force.com, I always read that as Dark Side of the Force, but Dark Side of the Force.com has uh, just written a bit of an article and reposted um, something that Dalton Checkers Barrett, who's a digital creator and artist, um, has created over on Instagram, which is basically some stunning concept art, which, according to Dark, Dark Side of the Force, envisions what Christensen could look like as Darth Vader in the series. Now, whether or not we're going to get him out of the helmet, whether or not we're going to get him out of the... I mean, we're not going to get out of the suit. I mean, he wouldn't be able to stand up. But are we going to see... Are we going to see Hayden Christensen's face? Are we going to see him in the back to chamber? Are we going to see him in in that? Are we going to see the mask? Are we going to dig into Anakin's life and how he feels in the armour and, and, and the mechanical suit? I, we don't know any of that. It would be brilliant because that's some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about next week or the week after whenever we talk about the Skywalker book with Gaz. There's some interesting stuff in that, all right, that, that, that pertains to Anakin's life inside the armour. So I don't know whether we're going to see that or not, but like I said, Barrett.digital on Instagram, which is a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic piece of work, has just gone ahead and, you know, created some concept art. It looks solid. You know, it's, it's Anakin, a little bit older, Hayden Christensen. I mean, I don't know, it sort of feels like it's maybe not quite, I don't know, it, like it looks great, don't get me wrong, but I, I don't know, it sort of feels like the cheekbones, Hayden Christensen's cheekbones have gone a little bit, like he can't put that much weight on, he's in a, he's in a bloody mech suit. But regardless, it does look great. I feel like, like I said, I'm sort of like, oh, I don't know, is it really... You know, is it really that close to Hayden Christensen? Regardless of whether it's close to him or not, the work itself and the concept is brilliant, right through to the scars from the burning, right through to making much more prominent the scar from the Clone Wars as well, down uh, down the down the eye, you know, down the, the, the side of the eye. So go and check it out, Barrett.digital. It was posted on, uh, you know, back in the, in the day, actually. It was posted last year, October 29th, 2020. But it's just kind of getting a little bit of traction. Getting a little bit of traction in the Star Wars world. Like I said, Dark Side of the Force posted this this week. Um, and it is it is absolutely worth checking out. It's always nice to see what's going on. But he's not the only person that has had a little bit of love as well. Uh, again, according to Dark Side of the Force. Can you remember a few weeks ago that Gaz and I were talking about uh, Thrawn, weren't we? Talking about who would indeed be cast as Thrawn and, you know, who would we want in the role? And we've had everyone from, you know, John Hamm to uh, Benedict Cumberbatch through to Mark Strong and uh, Tom Hiddleston. And one of the favourites that came up was Mads Mikkelsen, of course, has already played Galen Erso in the Rogue One. And, you know, I can't see him making a return to Star Wars, at least not 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 so soon, you know, he plays Galen so we don't know if that character is going to be seen again or not, probably not, I guess, in live action, but who knows, but we do know that the Ahsoka TV show is much more likely to feature Thrawn, the character, and probably Ezra Bridger, we think that that has been cast, and like I said, we, we know what, what the situation is with that, we know that Thrawn is probably going to make an appearance, um, so there's another Instagram artist called Genazine, or Genazine, um, and again, this is a December 2020 post, but again, it's just getting a little bit more traction recently because of everything hotting up with Thrawn. And uh, she's basically reimagined Mads Mikkelsen as, as Grand Admiral Thrawn, and he's got you know he's got the the attire that we we expect, the big uh, admirality sort of plaques and the the uh, the, the regality 
on his uniform and he's in the white uniform and it looks great, all right? It really, really looks great. It does look fantastic. Now, I, I don't know. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen would be great as Thrawn. I can't see him coming back as Thrawn, like I said, because he was in Rogue One as Galen Erso. Um, and, you know, I, I think there are other people that will do just as good a job. I think there are other people that, w- that would be equally as menacing. Um, you know, someone like a fast bender. Um, you know, someone of that ilk that's got that kind of silent temperament, that kind of very powerful statue without being overbearing. You know, that's what Thrawn's about. And it's always worth checking these things out just because it's 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 just really interesting to see what people can do and interesting to see what people have got the uh, the capability to do and you know it's it's nice to see some of this i mean god imagine this as a kid imagine being you know 10 11 years old back in the early 90s and you know people are able to do this stuff it just didn't happen so as a fan now isn't it just fantastic to see this sort of stuff uh, going on and like i said that's over on instagram um genezine which is g e n e z H-I-N-E, we'll stick it in the show notes, but Genazine or Genazine. Um, and this this person, I don't know if it's a, if it's a chap or a lady, but um, there's a heck of a lot of great stuff on this profile, just like there was on the Barrett.digital one. Some of the recent stuff is uh, some of the Justice League stuff, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, there's a fantastic Falcon and Winter Soldier poster in the style of Ant-Man, um, which is fascinating. There's a couple of Justice League ones that I really, really like on there. Uh, really, really like them. Um, and it's just, it's a nice little setup. The Spider-Man ones are really, really good. Um, and, and obviously, plenty of Star Wars stuff on there. You've got everything from uh, the Shadow of the Republic. You've got uh, Scout Trooper stuff on there. Um, you've, there's just all sorts of stuff that is really, really interesting. And uh, one, one of my favourite ones is a Jedi pulling down a TIE fighter and a Star Destroyer, um, which, just go and check that out. That was published on December 21st, 2020, um, which is fantastic. And there's also another couple of bits on there as well. Like I said, there's, a, there's actually an alternative Last Jedi poster, which is <laughs> which is fascinating. looks in the in the realm of sort of a 1980s style setup. But yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. There's a lot of really cool stuff on there. So go and check it out at Genazine or Genazine, G-E-N-E-Z-H-I. I-N-E. Go and check that out. Now, like I said, you know, we'll probably do a shorter episode today. I've got another couple of bits of news, but let me know what you've been thinking in the Star Wars universe. What have you been doing in Star Wars this week? Let us know on Twitter at Rebellion underscore Spark. And if you just do a search as well for Spark Rebellion on YouTube, you are going to find that we do some live streaming. We're trying to get into that a little bit more. I don't know whether we'll do actual YouTube videos or not, um, but we're certainly trying to do a little bit of live streaming over there. And Gaz and I will be back, I'm sure, next week doing some more live streaming. Now, from one character in animation in Grand Admiral Thrawn that we obviously saw in Star Wars Rebels, last seen on the back of a Purgil with Ezra Bridger and pulled off into hyperspace. We just don't know where he is. But from one animated character to another beloved animated character, Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. Now, the chap, you know, Matt Lanter, he appeared in The Mandalorian. He had a guest spot in The Mandalorian, I think, on season one. He was um, he was the guy inside the prison. Um, remember the control room guard in the prison when uh, Bill Burr was in that? And he, uh, the, the, Matt Lanter was the guard who the Mando said, no, you can't kill him. Um, well, Matt Lanter, of course, is the voice of Anakin Skywalker. He's, he's been in countless 
countless things. And according to superhero hype, he's been teasing that Anakin Skywalker may return to animated Star Wars. Um, we saw some pretty solid closure on Matt Lanter's turn as Anakin Skywalker in Season 7 of The Clone Wars, where we saw Darth Vader returning to find the icy remnants of Ahsoka's blades. And we know from the Ahsoka book that she left them there to be found. She wanted everyone to think that she was dead. And then obviously we saw um, we saw sort of, um, you know, some of the, the uh, I don't want to say, that, what's it called now? The, the nature force, you know, not the cosmic force, but the natural physical force. Some of the animals that represented Ahsoka sort of dotted around when Vader was looking at her lightsaber. So Anakin had a fairly strong arc at the end of season seven. And we know... You know, according to the Clone Wars and the supporting materials, like Matt Lanter's turn as Anakin Skywalker is is pivotal. You know, we know this. But what he said is quite fascinating. There's some new Lucasfilm animation going on. And he said this while he was talking to EW, again, according to Superhero Hype. I've been a part of some things I can't talk about yet. You'll see Anakin again. I never quite put Anakin down, whether I'm doing a video game or something for Lucasfilm animation. Now, we don't know what this is. We don't know what this is. We know that Hayden Christensen's back for the Obi-Wan series. But what is going to be going on with this? Because it's not a Vader thing, is it? You know, he wouldn't necessarily do the Vader voice. He wouldn't do the synthesized voice. So where's Anakin going to pop up? Because what fascinates me with this is that everyone's always talking about the fact that, you know, I don't know if it was Kathleen Kennedy or someone else that was like, yeah, we're done with the Skywalkers now. Yeah, done with that. Finish with that after the rise of Skywalker. Let's move on to other things. And then suddenly, Skywalker, family at war, book. Luke, Mandalorian. Anakin, potentially coming back. You know? So I don't know. It's interesting. What, 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 I mean, where could he appear? Is it going to be a prequel to uh, an Obi-Wan Kenobi animated prequel? Is it going to be a voiceover for something? Is it going to be an audio something? Um, or is it going to be something else entirely? You know, I, I don't know what I don't know what we could do. I don't know what we could get. You know, is it more Clone Wars adjacent storylines? I don't know. Does he appear as a Force Ghost in a, in a in a new animated series that's in the future? You know, in the Resistance timeline. Is it before Attack of the Clones? Is it sort of teenage Padawan Anakin? I don't know, but it's fascinating nonetheless. It is fascinating nonetheless because you know. The Skywalkers remain the biggest draw in Star Wars. I was thinking about this last night as I was reading the Throne book. You know, without giving anything away, you know, when you when you see other characters coming across from other parts of Sky Wars lore into the Throne quote unquote universe, you think, ah, oh, nice one. We are inside Star Wars, and when you're digging solely into the High Republic, you've kind of you've got um, you've got this inclination because of the Force and the Jedi and the way they are. But when you're reading something like Throne, which is so far removed from the Jedi the galactic conflicts, the Republic, the Empire. It's all removed from that stuff in this 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 newer trilogy. You sort of start to think, oh, like, is this Star Wars? You know, this could be any old science fiction, and it's not taking it away from it. It's still great, but it's, it doesn't need to be Star Wars. It could be in any universe, you know? So it's fascinating that they're always coming back to the Skywalkers for me. Well, they'll never be done with the Skywalkers. Never, ever, ever be done with the Skywalkers. Never, ever. It's impossible. Because they're the biggest draw, okay? Now, let us know what you think. Where is Anakin Skywalker going to make a next appearance? At Rebellion underscore Spark on the Twitter. Let us take a look at that. Where do you think we will find Anakin Skywalker popping up 
again. Okay. Star Wars, May the 4th, Disney Plus. You know we've got Bad Batch coming. You know we've got Bad Batch coming. So Echo and the team are back. And I'm really looking forward to this. You know, the uh, the, the, the first four episodes of Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7 was, uh, you know, they were they were a backdoor pilot, weren't they, for, for this? Which I'm completely fine with. You know, we saw some great banter between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh, we saw some fantastic stuff with, uh, with Echo and with Rex and a few of these people that uh, make up this kind of Rambo-esque crew of the Bad Batch. And um, I'm excited about this because it's the first kind of Clone Wars style animation set in the early days of the Empire. And that's coming out on May the 4th, but they've released a new poster. And it's really, really interesting. So Clone Force 99, the Bad Batch, starring this brand new poster. And in the in the background, I mean, it's a very classic looking Star Wars poster. You've got a lot of conflict in the background. You've got a lot of landscape in the background, the kind of uh, the silhouettes of the ships. You've got the Clone Force 99, the Bad Batch in the front of this poster. A couple of ships, Imperial shuttles and so on, which implies, I guess, a little bit of Vader because um, it is an Imperial shuttle. Um, but then we've got the, the the looming status and the presence of Palpatine, now, of course, the Emperor in the earliest um, visages of uh, the Galactic Empire. Is that is that Palpatine shuttle? We don't know. How big a part will he play? It's interesting that he's on the poster. So this poster's really, really good. And it's, I'm just sort of saying this as a reminder that, look, we have the Bad Batch coming this week. What's interesting about the Bad Batch, of course, is that we get Fennec Shand back. So you remember the merciless bounty hunter who was last seen with Boba Fett in uh, in in uh, Jabba the Hutt's whatever temple fortress. What is it called? That yeah, we're gonna say fortress. Um, Ming Na Wen stars as Fennec Shand, and she was like I said last seen alongside Boba Fett. Uh, she was in the first season of The Mandalorian, left left for dead, of course, on Tatooine, and uh, she's gonna be making an appearance. You know, Ming Na Wen is back voicing voicing uh, Fennec Shand in The Bad Batch, which takes place... I mean, God, what is that? Um, it's going to be... Uh, so call it the early days of the Empire. That's a 20-year period, then five years, um, four, five years. So this is this is a good 23, 24 years before The Mandalorian takes place, maybe a tad more. So a very young Fennec Shand, very, very interested in what's going on. Uh, with her. And of course, we get D back, Bradley Baker back um, as all of the clone troopers. Now, what's interesting about the Bad Batch as well is that they started to tease a little bit more about an extra character. Um, what appears to be, I don't know, I'm sort of just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of making this bit up, but there's a young girl on this, uh, on this poster now, and just the, the stature that she has. She's very well composed. She's got her hands behind her back in a very peaceful, calm manner. Is she a force user? Um, because that, you know, that, that, that sort of very relaxed, poised stature. You know, the hands crossed behind the back at such a young age. She looks, what, 10, 11 years old? That, to me, implies some sort of peace and some sort of clarity and confidence in her personality, which very often is associated in Star Wars with um, the Jedi. You know, you've seen them like Mace, Wen- Mace Windu and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan walking together. They've always got their hands behind the back or crossed in front of them in their robes. This is very reminiscent of that style. So is this young girl going to be a force user? We do not know. But what we do know is, what we do know is that on May the 4th, we will be absolutely delighted to watch the 70-minute premiere. Really, really looking forward to that because 70-minute premiere, Bad Batch, May the 4th. And then on the following Friday, May the 7th, 
new episodes every Friday thereafter. All right, so this is brilliant for Star Wars. This is really, really cool stuff. I'm looking forward to digging into this with Gaz. Um, but look, that's a wrap. I've talked for half an hour. That's unbelievable. Wow. I don't take a breath, do I? Gaz has got that much more radio voice. He's much more calm. He's like, yeah, you know, look at me. I'm southern and very chilled out. And I'm northern and frenetic. That's why we're such a good team. That's why we're such a good team. He's really the pilot, don't worry. Now, we'll be back as normal next week, I promise you. Gaz will be back. He'll be bombing down a motorway in his brand new car. We'll be live streaming. We're going to be digging into probably the Bad Batch. You know, what happened on May the 4th? What else was announced? Because there'll be something, I'm sure. What's the Lego stuff like? We're going to be digging into it. We'll be dissecting all the stuff that we find on May the 4th. Looking forward to that. And like I said, check us out on Twitter, at Rebellion underscore Spark. Let us know what you've been up to. Let us know through this week what you're looking forward to on May the 4th. Are you going to watch The Bad Batch? Are you picking some Lego up? What is it that interests you? What do you make of anything new that gets announced? Let's talk about that on Twitter once again, at Rebellion underscore Spark. And if you want to join the crew, if you want to support the podcast, if you enjoy it, you can do that on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion now like i said gaz is going to be back next week with me i'm really looking forward to that it's always good um we're going to be sort of making a few tweaks and changes to the podcast as we go through things you know we're on may the 4th we're exactly two years old that's when we launched so podcasting is never done we're always making tweaks we're always iterating things so if you've got any ideas anything that you want us to talk about any new segments that you want us to dig into anything you don't like let us know, just like I said, at Rebellion underscore Spark on Twitter. And until the next time, enjoy yourself, stay safe, enjoy May the 4th, and may the force be with you always.